Welcome to Carving Stone Podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and I'm also the founder of Carving Stone, your weekly source of positive news. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to break into the hotel industry and what that means when you're actually Black. So our next guest, Amina and Norlin James, they recently acquired a $3.85 million um, um, hotel inn in Memphis, Tennessee that has 70 rooms. They took their experience from investing in Hilton a few years ago and brought that to today to become hotel owners. So please let me welcome Amina and Norlin James. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hello. Great to Hey, how y'all doing? Good. Doing well. Doing well. Well, thank y'all for um you know coming on the podcast. Um, I saw your story like I just said on Black Enterprise, and I was like, oh, we in the hotel industry. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've interviewed um, a black woman who's a manager in hotels, so for y'all to be owners, um, I think that's the next step up. So if we can just dive back a little bit. So I know you both have experience in real estate, but like what like what brought y'all to real estate? Um, exactly, and then we'll get into the hotels. Okay, you want to start with okay yeah yeah so I'll I'll start so um. While I was in the uh, military, I'm retired, uh, been 20 years. Um, so while I was in the military, um, I bought my first property in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, a long-term um, rental. And at the time, I thought I was going to uh, really focus on the long-term rentals. So I bought a second property in North Carolina, and um, I PCS to the D.C. area. And while PCS to the D.C. area, I met this wonderful lady over here, and um, we really started thinking about what we want to do. I think we should tell them the story about why you decided to buy. Okay. Oh, remember? Because you when you were deployed overseas and yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let me go back. Even further. Yeah, let me go back. So why did I decide to buy? It was it was more or less before um back in 2006, I was getting ready to deploy to Afghanistan. And um I was renting a uh, renting a home at the time with uh, uh, another, another roommate. We were both, um, he was actually getting ready to, he was PCSing somewhere else and I was again getting ready to head down range uh, to Afghanistan. I had a uh, realtor for a uh, property, what's it, property manager? The uh, Like a landlord. A landlord. Mm-hmm. So while I was in Afghanistan, I got a, um, I got an email from uh, the landlord stating that I didn't make all the repairs that need to be done on the house and I wouldn't get my security deposit back. <laughs> that made me really upset. <laughs> so you think, you know, I'm stressed overseas, not getting my deposit back. So I made a decision, you know, when I get, when I got, when I uh, re- redeployed, I was never going to rent again, never going to rent again because of that experience. <laughs> um, so getting back, I bought my first property because of that experience. I bought my first property and I decided to, you know, buy my second property, which brings us to IPCS2 DC, where I met yeah, this wonderful we woman. Met, um, we always knew when we met um, back in 2015 that we wanted to do some type of business together. Um, you know, obviously we love each other. We're husband and wife. But I can we see. Had- <laughs> So we actually get along really well, like with business stuff. A lot of couples, they have to, they decide to keep business and their like romantic life or their marriage separate because they don't gel well. What we, I mean, it just always worked for us whenever we had tough, I mean, we ran our wedding planning, like I would say a business operation. Yeah. <laughs> like, it always worked well together. So um, 
we do a big trip every summer for our birthdays. So we got back from Italy in 2019 and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do next. We knew we wanted to do like an Airbnb type situation. Um, we were like, well, let's buy some type of business, you know, just regular talk, let's buy a business. Um, so we looked at some bakeries and restaurants and okay. gyms. I mean, gyms. Gyms, yeah. And then um, out of nowhere, I, I call it divine intervention. Yes. Um, I just got the thought like, I can't say it's out of nowhere, it was God, but I just got the thought like, let's buy a hotel. I knew nothing about hotels, neither did he. <laughs> didn't grow up in the hospitality field, didn't go to school for hospitality. We didn't know you could buy hotels, but something about me, I've always loved hotels. So I was like, let's buy a hotel. Um, so we we're like, okay, cool. So we looked into that. We made a lot of mistakes at first. Um, 2019 was not a good <laughs> first year of investing for us. Um, but since then we've, we've learned a lot and now gotten to the level, um, of where we're not just limited partner investors, but owners, general partners. I love it. So can we back up a little bit? So how did y'all get to investing in the Hilton and what experiences did y'all learn from there? That's not helping y'all with y'all, with y'all ownership now. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, after we started Googling in 2019, like how to buy a hotel or whatever, we found a whole bunch of people online. Um, young black people that were doing it already. So we mm -hmm. found like Omari Head. He was the very first person we met with to talk about hotels with Davon Reeves, Tracy Prigmore, Kendra Plummer, all of them um, got to know them. Uh, so such great insight. Um, and then we would sign up for everyone's listservs. Uh, listserv yeah, listservs. And then so I got involved with a program called She Has a Deal, which is for aspiring women hoteliers. Um, or women who are aspiring to be hoteliers. And I joined that pitch competition. And then at the same time, we would get emails from like the different um, aspiring hoteliers about projects they had coming up. And in 2020, we had an email from Devon saying she had a project coming up in Oklahoma. So we were like, oh, okay, let's do that. And then in 2021, um, we got a, an email from Kendra's listserv saying that she had a project coming up in um Georgia. So we're like, okay. And obviously we were intentional about um, investing in black women owned hotels. Um, so that was just like the cherry on, on top. Um, as far as how that helped us with getting to the ownership, you're good at explaining. Yeah. That. So I would say limited partnership, you know, that really allowed us to, uh, you know, the number one, the experience of hotel ownership, but not really, not, not in the sense of, um, uh, owning, you know, hotel. Not and, all the the liability. Right, not it. all the liability. So during that time, we really learned the uh, learned the industry, and I would say that's probably the best decision we ever made. Instead of jumping right into, you know, owning a hotel, we had to really learn the um, learn the process. Mm -hmm. So limited partnership that was kind of like stepping stones. It gave to, us, yeah, it gave mm -hmm. us PD. <laughs> It gave us access to um, the owners themselves. Yeah. They became personal friends of, of ours. So we were able to always um, ask them questions like about the day-to-day -day operations and they would be really transparent about like how things were running, challenges they encountered, you know, great things that were happening, how to deal with certain people, certain uh, positions in the industry, you know, lenders, brokers, you know, um, people doing inspections just you could you just we just got to see the process from start to finish so when I'm getting from it you were able to I got this idea I don't know how I'm gonna do it 
I'm gonna go to Google. Shout out to Google. They're great. Um, and then y'all was able to find a network and specifically people that look like you. I think that always matters, that representation. Cause like you said, I didn't know we could own hotels. I just recently figured that out like a year ago when I interviewed someone and she was like a manager and she said the exact same thing. She was like, I never thought we could own hotels. So to anyone listening to this, you can own a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> if we could do it, definitely anybody could do it. Cause we were just regular people with nine to five jobs. And we still have our nine to five jobs. So um, it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. They're going to be quitting them nine to five soon. They're going to be super rich. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> um, so Memphis, Tennessee. So I was reading an article that it said that was like a kind of like a hot spot. Like it had the most like successful um, like recovery after the pandemic. Correct. Yeah, it was uh, one of the most successful recoveries in the Mid-South um, compared to some of the other larger um, metropolitan. Yeah, larger metropolitan areas. It was on par with like in Atlanta, Nashville. Um, so it had a really decent post-pandemic recovery. Um, how did? What are some plans that you have for like the end? Um, spe- like specifically when it comes to like being black owners, because I know like we we do things a little bit differently. So, <laughs> um, like, are there anything that the customers or people should be expecting uh, when it comes to like you guys redeveloping or how how are how are you guys going about the end itself? Yeah, I, w- I would say like right now we're looking at giving the uh, the 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 hotel a brand new look, brand new face. I would say we have a um, half million dollar uh, pit um, um, property improvement property plan. improvement plan that we're going to put on the hotel to bring it up to uh, you know up to uh, standards. Um, we want to you know number um, custom service. We want to make sure the customer service is up, and we want uh, you know one thing that we want to do is we want guests you know when they come and stay in the uh in our hotel i want them to really uh you know have an experience of this looks like a luxury hotel i mean what well, I, I know maybe may a little bit um um what, what's the word exaggerating exaggerating <laughs> <laughs> but i want them to know that this is a really nice <laughs> really yeah. nice hotel and want them to wake up and and to think wow this is just as good as a Hilton, just as good as a, you know, Hampton. Just because it's a quality and it's an economy hotel doesn't mean that it can't be nice. And, you know, economy travelers are increasing. You know, we're in the middle of a rough economic time, but people still want to travel. So more and more people are choosing to stay in lower priced economy hotels, but they still want good accommodations. So we want to make sure that um, our economy hotel our mid-scale hotel is a representation of something nice and people are getting um their money's worth when we do you know implement implement rate increases um because there are going to be quality increases and i would say both of us we're not going to do anything half we we are not the words out my mouth (laughs) we're not going to do anything yeah yeah it's not in our dna to do stuff halfway uh, he's he's more extra than I am. He's just like, I have to pull him back sometimes. Like, this really isn't a Marriott. So we don't have to get, like, spend this much money on this. Like, it still has to be in line with the brand. Right. People are expecting certain things when they walk into a quality inn. That doesn't mean that it's going to be low budget or whatever, but they're expecting, you know, they're not expecting a five-star breakfast. They're expecting something they can grab really quick, sit down, have a quick bite, and be on about their day. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, but again, we have a certain standard that we want to stick to. Yeah. A personal standard. Mm-hmm. 
And that's always that's what always matters, like your why, like why you're doing it in the first place and then making sure that you always stay, you know, home to your brand. I think that's that's super important. Um, what advice would you give to uh to people, especially the black community, um, about being business owners? Not even necessarily just you know owning hotels, whether it's like you know owning real estate or owning a brick and mortar. Because I know you guys talked about um like restaurants and stuff like that. Like, what advice would you give to you know being able to get to the point where you're acquiring three point eight million dollar properties, or you know you're you're getting all this coverage now from Black Enterprise Society, Carving Stone, and um in other places. I would say number one, know the know the environment, know what you know what you want to do. Focus on that. Um, number two, with hotels, you know you may have a. I have my partner. She's my wife. Um, know your partner. If you and your partner have got to jail, and with us, with inquiring this hotel, you know we don't want to just focus on money, 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 money. That's not our focus because we want to we want to look you know, we want to broaden that. We want to help out. We want to, I don't know how, but help the community out. And we want to start by um, making the hotel, I'll, I'll always say, you know, a beacon. Um, because, I mean, the, the hotel right now, it's, it's, it's getting up there. It's getting to where we want it to be, but it takes time. And, you know, to reach out to the community to, um, you know, to, I don't know, help them, any way we can. I mean, that's... Well, yeah, I mean, we've already been in um, talks with our local councilwoman. We reside in Maryland, but since we're business owners in the district, um, so we've talked with our councilwoman about how we can assist with any neighborhood initiatives. And we have a meeting coming up with the county commissioner. Um, I would say definitely get your finances in order because even though we, we couldn't do it without our 31... Um, investors. We have a cohort of 31 investors, 30 of who um, identify as African-American and most of who are first-time hotel investors. Um, so we definitely couldn't do it without them. Um, but we also had to have our personal finances together because as the majority owners of the hotel, we're um, responsible for everything financially and the day-to-day -day operations of the hotel. So we had we got vetted really hard <laughs> by the lender that we got the loan from, especially since it was a um, SBA loan. So the SBA loan is a government loan. Definitely for Black folks, take advantage of the government loans. Um, you know, it's just a really good way to break into business and get decent interest rates because there's a lot of, even though it's a really difficult, it can be a difficult vetting process, there's a lot of um, positives to having a government, having an SBA loan. And I would also say, so my dad's a English and African-American studies professor. And when we closed, he said to us, I forget which famous black writer said this, but he's like, so-and-so said that the most radical, radical thing you could do is open a business in the black community because you're circulating money through the community and you're giving people from the community jobs. At least that should be a thought of yours to give people from the community jobs. And that's what we're doing. Um, you know, we've added positions to the hotel, um, to our maintenance department. We, we actually salaries. created a, a maintenance department. Yeah, we, we hired a black female, black woman general manager in her first general manager position. She was previously an assistant general manager at another position and she's on salary. We've increased wages for um, our employees, um, especially the ones that decide to stay with us through the transition. So 
we see that as part of our impact and we see that as really the epitome of economic impact. When you yeah. are, when you open a black owned business, it's really your responsibility to keep those dollars um, black. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any other way to say it. <laughs> no, you hit it right on there. I totally agree. My overall goal with Carbon Stone is to um, hire black and brown journalists. I've done it before. Need some more funding to, you know, make it sustainable. Um, but staying on the topic of funding. So you have investors. How did you go about finding the right investors? And then how did you go about pitching to them? Um, so we got a lot of referrals. Um, we kind of took, uh, took notes from the sponsors that we had worked with. Because, of course, we had the experience of investing in their hotels. So we kind of look like, how do they go about finding us? It was great because we had been in that position before. So we knew as investors, like what we had looked for so we could target investors ourselves. Um, just through the community, there's also NABHOOD, which is the National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators and Developers. You know, met a few people through there. Um, and then you have to be very thorough. Our, our investors really like us because they know we don't play any games when it comes to yeah. business. Like we're very, very, we're two Virgos. Our birthdays are two days apart. No, Virgos, me too. <laughs> <laughs> August 30th. Hey, we're the, the wow. 27th to 29th. So, What's up? <laughs> and I love August Virgos. September Virgos is a different story. Norlin knows how I feel about September Virgos. But, so you're good with me. Um, so yeah, so we, you, so you know, it's like always. Oh, trust me, I know. I, I meet so many people. Like I'm in a couple of programs now, and they be like, "You're the most organized person I have ever <laughs> met when it comes to business." And they like, we have dealt with people who've been in business for years, and I just be like, it only makes sense. Like it's, I have to be organized, or I'm not going to get anything done. <laughs> exactly. That's just so. It's always like a hundred and ten percent. Um. So that played over really well when we were pitching to people because they're like, man, they really did their research and like they can answer any question. One of our investors, she actually turned us down at first and oh, she yeah. came back a few weeks later and was like, well, I have some extra money. And, you know, I decided to come back. And I was like, well, what changed your mind? <laughs> I was like, I asked her, what changed your mind? And she said, well, you know, I've worked in this business for a lot of years and I've worked with people who own major hotel companies and they couldn't answer questions as well as you did. <laughs> And, I, and so that's basically it. Like you have to be thorough. You have to know what you're talking about. And one one of your questions was um how how do we um how do we know you know these were good investors? Um because one thing that we did again transparent we no holds bar we didn't want to keep anything from our investors. So you know some of those investors they heard our pitch and you know it's kind of like you know I don't know it's my first investment I don't know this is not a Marriott, this is not a, a Hilton. I don't know, you know, but other investors, they 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 really understood what we were saying and really took the uh you know really took a chance and they understood that we made we made mistakes in the past and we learned from those mistakes and we took the, the things that we learned um towards this towards this deal. That's why I mean this deal has been so successful. Yeah, we didn't just take anybody. Yeah. Um. We definitely. Mm -hmm. it, it, there had to, to be bit. a good vibe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yes. you're stuck with these people yeah. for years. <laughs> you know, at least yeah. five, usually more. Um. For some projects, ours will be at least five. So yeah, we. It had to be a good vibe. <laughs> like, 
And don't get me wrong, I, I joke with the investors all the time. So I'm like, man, y'all ask a lot of questions, but I can do questions. You know, questions is something we can do. Yeah. Um, if you're just like a horrible person, that's not something we could <laughs> do. Um, no, it, it it matters like building great relationships and working with people that you actually like can work with. Because like you said, you don't want to just take anybody's money. And that's why I've always been scared of like investors when it comes to like my media company, because we only cover positive news. Somebody might want to come in and be like, mm, we're not really feeling that. So um, I've been working my way. Like, how do we do we take on investors? Do we go the nonprofit route? You know, and stuff like that. So I know you guys have to get off soon. So I want I want to ask too many more questions, but I'm definitely really enjoying you all. Um, can you walk me through the process of like where you are at with the end? So like when you, when did you actually acquire the, the end? And then like, what are the stages like where you feel like you're going to be complete with the, with the project? Okay. Um, so we, uh, we purchased the, uh, uh, the location on the 27th of, uh, December. Oh, so a month ago today. Yeah. Yeah. A month ago. Yeah, hey, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and you know, our first, um, so we, we're taking this thing in phases. First phase was really understanding the the current environment of how the hotel was operating. Um, from that point, we had to look at staff and to see, you know, what staff, you know, we were going to, and, you know, what staff we were going to really um, release, re release and, and work with. <laughs> but we will say we gave everyone the opportunity to stay. Some yeah. people chose, you know, to pursue other ventures. Right, right. So. Our uh, like right now we're currently in the phase of stabilization, meaning mm -hmm. we're looking at you know what things need to be fixed at I would say level one. Um, like we have a maintenance person that's making sure that the, you know the hotel is good to go, identifying um, you know what what issues need to be done, uh, you know getting all of our certifications um, completed. Our next phase is our, our PIP. Um, so that's going to be you know the, the uh, you know the major renovation of the uh, of the hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, so once we get that major renovation of the hotel, then the hotel will have def will definitely have a new look, <laughs> a new physical look to it. Um, you know, from that point, we will you know we'll look at what we can do to make things much better as far as operational wise. And we're st we're starting some of that. Um already and we have we have a few consultants one of them is working to do outreach to the businesses in the community to see you know get us some business contracts we've been in contact with the memphis chamber um the black chamber in memphis um so we're really i mean it's almost like everything all at once <laughs> we just watched oh, that yeah. movie too but um yeah. but uh but yeah i think that was a pretty good um overview of the phases. I wanted to say something else and it totally just left my head. Oh, I was gonna say that one of our tests will be later in the spring because we've invited all of our investors to come see the hotel and just get to know Memphis a little um, little better. So it's gonna be us two and like 30, because we've invited their guests too. So it's gonna be the two of us and like 35, 40 people just hanging around Memphis later in the spring. <laughs> um, so yeah, if they like it, we love it. No, I, th I think what you're doing is great. Um, how does it feel for you to be at this point where you was like, yeah, I was thinking of idea. Now it's a reality. And now you're getting like noticed for it. So like you're on a podcast, you're getting like the interviews, like people are looking at y'all and like looking at y'all as stakeholders, which you are. Um, so how does that feel for you? I mean, oh. 
feels, I mean, it feels great. Like, number one, I got to thank God for this, you know, because without, without, without him, without, you know, the, the blessing that he has given upon us to, you know, to have the opportunity to get recognized, that's, that's hands down number one. Um, it feels really, it feels really great because, I mean, I, I always want, you know, we always talk about being role models for others to emulate. And we definitely want others to see if we can do it, we're regular and <laughs> we're, we're regular. And if we can do it, then anybody can do it. And the biggest thing with this is being humble, showing that humility and not, you know, not just getting so caught in, in the being recognized here, being recognized there. And now you, you know, now you got the, the big head, Yeah. you know, just, just keeping that humility and giving credit to where credit is due. People will never guess this, but Norlin like loves attention way more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was he's more comfortable with attention. I'll rephrase that. No, you are, because I'll be running from like when the camera showed up to the news interviews. I was like, I'll be right back. And um, but this is all very intentional. My five minutes of pain. <laughs> fifteen but, minutes. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah fifteen minutes. Um, but this is all very intentional, how we kind of, I guess, planned our life. I always like to tell people this story. So it was um, 2018 and I was flying to Miami to meet my sister. Um, Norlin was deployed overseas. I had just finished grad school, had just finished my doctorate um, and graduated. And I am such a nervous flyer. So I always make friends with my seat partner, like my neighbors in the seat. So I was talking to this guy. I wish I could track him down. I'll never forget him. His name was Pastor Don. His name was Don, but then he was, he was a tax guy, but he was also telling me how he was a pastor. Um, so I was just like telling him my whole life story about my family, this, that, and the other about Norland. And he was like, you know, um, whatever you decide to do, like, it's really gonna, you're going to be elevated to a public eye. Um, but you have to make sure that you do it with your husband because he's the one that is always going to give the glory to God. And so he prophesied that to me. And I told Norlin right away, I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen in our life, but at some point we're going to be like some, a couple that people look to, but we have to do it together. Like whatever we do, we have to do it together. Um, so this is very intentional. And I think it's a space that needs a fresh, you know, fresh faces, black married couple. It's not Unfortunately, a lot of times when we see business success, it's like the man is just out front or the woman's just out front. So we're very intentional that we're a package deal for the most part. I will, <laughs> Petey, Sorry. I, am, <laughs> I am convinced every now and then to go do a talk or something on my own, um, but 95% but of the time we're a package deal. I love it. That's so cute. Like, you got me smiling over here. I love it. <laughs> well, I have one more question, and this is how I end all my interviews. When people uh, re when people listen to this interview, what do you want them to get from it? I want them to get um, a couple that's intentional. Um, I want them to get a couple. We always call ourselves power couple. In fact, that's well, other people call us that. We didn't start calling ourselves that. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, people gave us that. I I just adopted it. Yeah, and you know, the you know, despite the situation that we find ourselves in, we always smile through it, and we we, we have to smile through it despite because we've been through we've been through a lot in 20, 2021, I mean, a lot, 
um, we have to smile through it and we want to give encouragement to uh, mm -hmm. to others. And also just to let others, if you're in the Memphis area, please look us up. Mm -hmm. If you need a hotel to stay in, we're always, our hotel mm -hmm. is always open to you. You better tell them. You better tell them. This is the Carved Stone podcast. My name is Naisha Stone. And today we had Amina and Norlin James, who just acquired a in in Memphis, Tennessee. And y'all better go support it. Okay, y'all? Amina and Norlin James, thank y'all for always coming. You know, every Tuesday I interview someone else around the world about positive things going into their life. And we're going to keep continuing doing that. And remember, in the end, everything will be carved in stone. In the end, everything will be carved in stone.